In this episode, we interview Jessica Boscarini, better known as Healthy Fit Fab Moms. Jessica is a holistic nutritionist and a full-time mompreneur. In this episode, she shares ways in which you can live a healthier and happier life, advice for business owners who are just starting off, and how to turn difficult situations into a blessing. Now, I'm not going to lie, you guys, we get really vulnerable as she shares her struggle with an eating disorder, how she committed to turning her life around, and how she helps others do the same. We also talk about her stillbirth, which is one of life's most painful situations and different ways in which she was able to find happiness and strength to become the woman that she is today. This and so much more in today's episode of the Inner Power Podcast. Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast with your host, Andy Rivera. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Inner Power Podcast. My name is Andy and here we have such an awesome guest. We have none other than Jessica Boscarini, also known as Healthy Fit Fab Moms on Instagram. Jess, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So first of all, okay, let's give these wonderful people a little bit of a background on you. So you're a health coach. You run an amazing blog. You're about to hit 100K on Instagram. Congrats. That's huge. And on top of that, just like the cherry on top, you're literally a full-time mom. Yes. (laughs) All the above. (laughs) My biggest question is how? Please. (laughs) Like how? Explain it to me. You know what? That's a great question. So I feel like my whole (laughs) life I've just been overly busy and I've kind of like I thrive on being too busy and having too much on my plate. So I so it's just add more. I just keep adding more. You're just like, I'm gonna make it happen. Don't worry yes. about it. Another yes. blog post, another kid, another just another adventure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, this number four is my cap on babies. So after this, we're yes. we'll stop that and then move on. But your babies are so cute though, because I, I love the photos that you post of them. They just look that like they're always having so much fun. Yes, it's crazy, but it's fun. So how is it like for you? I mean, we'll dive into a little bit more about your business, but how is it like for you just having that balance of being a full-time mom and also a female entrepreneur? It's a lot. It's it's overwhelming at times for sure. Um, I would say my sleep's probably not the best, <laughs> but I just, I really enjoy being around my kids and I think it's important for me to be part of their lives. So I do as much as I can for them and with them. And then just try to sneak the rest in between. I mean, I'll be on my computer, on the couch, computer on my lap, have a movie on for them. They're laying across me and just trying to get as much done as possible. Yeah. (laughs) They're like your little assistants. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I know. I've I've tried to have them help me with Instagram and stuff. They're not quite there yet, but hopefully someday soon. Yeah, I feel like they'll get there. (laughs) They've already made so many appearances. So um, it's just a matter of time. So, all right. (laughs) So, Jess, I'm really curious how did you start your business? How did this idea come to you? And just kind of just give me the background of like the entire story of you deciding to even start your blog, to become a health coach, to just embark on this crazy journey. Yeah. So, it's kind of, I would say it came from different paths. So, I grew up as a gymnast. So, I was obviously Mm -hmm. very focused on exercise and health or what I thought was healthy at that time. 
And then yeah. I quit gymnastics when I was in junior high, which isn't a great time to quit sports because your body is going through all those changes anyway. Yeah. And so I just felt very uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, my parents had sent me off to this special school and I didn't know anyone. I, I felt really out of my element there. I didn't have any friends because it was a brand new school and it was very, um, academic focused. And so I just, I, I kind of felt like I stood out. I mean, I'm a nerd, don't get me wrong. And that's why I started going there in the first place. But I also like the social part of things. So I developed an eating disorder and obviously became very unhealthy. I was very, very thin. And I ended up switching schools and just the thing that got me out of the eating disorder was them telling me that I couldn't have kids if I kept it up. And I had always mm. wanted to be a mom. And yeah. so that was that was the turning point. I was like, okay. Yeah, that was, me, that was like the switch. Looking, yeah. yeah, me looking skinny isn't worth me not having children. Mm. So that was kind of my mindset focus. And so I started researching and stuff. I thought I was being healthy by you know, eating certain things and doing certain things, but really it was, it still was not healthy. And so I was eating just lots of bread, you know, I eat lots of sugar, but I wasn't eating a lot of fat. I was eating, I've always been into vegetables and stuff. So I was doing that, but it's still, I still wasn't that healthy. Um, fast forward, I was getting migraines all the time and I, I was just trying to figure out what was wrong. So kept doing the research. My mom ended up having back surgery. So I ended up kind of taking on the role of chef for my family. I had two brothers and then so there were five of us all together in my house. So I started cooking a lot, which I really enjoyed. So there's that aspect. And then I went to school for marketing and business management. So I worked in marketing and PR for a while. And I just had friends always asking me nutrition questions. And I would tell them all these different things. And like, why don't you do something with this? You're so knowledgeable. You know so much. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't want to be focused on food because of my eating disorder. I just, I don't want to get back into that mindset of always thinking yeah, about food. Yeah, you don't want to trigger anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but after a while, I realized that I could really help people. And me focusing on the health portion of food was different than on being skinny. And it was, it was you know, there's two different extremes. And so I ended up going back to school to get my master's in nutrition. And I took the route of holistic nutrition because I feel like health is a whole body thing. It's not just what you eat, but it's your mindset. It's how you sleep, yes. what you do. Yes. It's everything together. Mm -hmm. And that was a big turning point as well. I went to school then to become a nutritional chef. So I worked as a personal chef for a while, private chef, did catering events and all that. I just really enjoyed that. And then I was always at the gym, so ended up becoming a personal trainer. So it was kind of the trifecta of health. But again, that's that's what I feel holistic health is. It's not just one avenue, but it's incorporating all of it. So at that time, I started a blog. I lived in Orange County, California. And so I started a blog, OC Food and Fitness, just really focusing on Orange County restaurants, how you could go to a restaurant and kind of make their food healthier, you know, what to order, how to order, all that kind of stuff, just different local things in California. And then I ended up becoming pregnant, which was kind of my dream to be, to be a mom. Yeah, yeah. And I always wanted to focus on mom's health and mom type things. But since I didn't have a baby, hadn't been pregnant, there's only so much you can study mm -hmm. unless, until you do it yourself. So yeah. I turned my focus to healthy fit bad moms 
when my son was about six months old, I started doing that. And then wow. moved to Texas and here I am. It just, one thing kind of led to the other. I, I never thought I would be, I guess, an influencer. I hate that term, but I just, yeah. I wanted to show and help other people as much as I could. So I just started posting on Instagram pictures of food and kind of of my kids because that's my life. And then I realized that I could really help people. It's just, it's the stories of people saying, wow, this tip really helped me. Or I didn't know that if you eat this, this will happen. Or when you feel this way, if you take this, this will happen. So it's just, that's kind of what it's inspired me to move forward. That's so beautiful that you took something that was, you know, so difficult and almost, you know, just very destructive in your life. And you literally just flipped it completely flipped it and used that as your superpower to do everything that you're doing now. And so now you're able to inspire literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people just in so many different ways because you made that decision for yourself. One day you just said, hold on, wait, I have to make a change. And in that change, in your own self-pursuit, you were able to find an avenue where you could actually create just a beautiful, positive impact on so many people's lives. So, I mean, props to you, because that's awesome. I think that's just amazing. Yeah. It's so interesting that a lot of people who are, you know, coaches of any sort, I guess, um, they usually start in that way, kind of in that own path of self-discovery. And yeah, and then you start giving these tips out for free, just because, you know, like, I have all these tips, let me just help everybody (laughs) out. Until like, people start telling you, hey, I think, I think you should maybe charge for this. Like, (laughs) this could be a thing. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's so fantastic because health is something that I actually, I I take very seriously as well. Um, So in that aspect, what do you feel are like, you know, there's so many health tips out there, but if you could sum it up like your top three for the people listening who really want to start making those changes in their own lives, what do you think the first steps would be for them? I would say, first of all, don't think about dieting, but think about life changes. So you need to feel good about the changes you're making. And there has to be a reason. You have to have that why. It can't be because I want to be skinny. You know, yes, that can be plastered in there somewhere. You want to look better. But it's really how you feel. Because once you start feeling the changes, it's easy to keep going. Like, wow, I sleep better. I have more energy. You know, I'm able to have more fun and think more about the activity that I'm doing rather than how I look. So that's one big one. The other one is, I would say in regards to supplements, because everyone's curious about supplements, probiotics, number one biggest thing, take a probiotics. Gut health is so important. And everyone ruins their gut health, whether you're trying to or not, from like sugar, processed foods, antibiotics, when you don't sleep well, when you're stressed, your gut floor just gets all messed up. And your gut really is the center of health. Uh, so I would say that's another one. And then I would say, hmm, what's the third one? I would say more just about life, incorporating other people into your process. So yes, that's so important. It's mm. centered on if you're a mom, it's your kids, you know, getting out, when my kids running around is a great form of exercise. Yes, I wish I could go to the gym for an hour, two hours every day and do my own thing. But it's I haven't I, I can't tell you the last time I went to the gym. 
Um, besides, I did teach fitness classes for a while, but that's that was kind of like my own thing, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I don't count that. Um, but yeah, it, or family members or friends, you know, going on a walk and just talking with a friend, but going, you're walking for an hour, you get four or five miles in, you know, that kind of thing. Just easy ways to incorporate it into your everyday. Even your little furry friends as well. A lot of people, especially, yeah. you know, I'm based in New York. Um, so, of course, people have children, but a lot of them have furry children. Right. <laughs> you know, they have, they have puppies. And just using that, you know, as, as a sort of inspiration, if you will, to just an excuse to go out and get yeah. active. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. So talking, I mean, talking about gut health, I was very surprised when I started to take my own health more seriously literally how important our gut really, really is, like you said. And I don't want to butcher this because the number might be wrong, but I read somewhere that supposedly around 70% of your mm -hmm. immune system is actually housed in your gut. Is yes, that true? That's true. And they call it your second brain because yeah. it literally feeds the rest of your body. Like when you're stressed, your stomach is off. Um, if your stomach's off, your stress, you know, it works both ways. I mean, there's just, I could go on and on about everything that your gut health affects. It's crazy. That is so crazy. And like, I mean, I just started taking like, you know, being more cautious of like fiber intake and things like this, you know, just like incorporating these things into my life. Because like you said, um, <clears throat> I was vegan for a while and I'm still very much plant-based. That's It really helps my body function the best, but I wasn't looking at, um, you know, I was just shoving veggies down my throat. You know, I wasn't really looking at the whole spectrum of like, wait a minute, I, I do need to supplement this with other things as well. Make sure that I'm getting enough protein, enough fiber, um, all these good things. So, I mean, yes. Okay. So on the business side of things, what are some tips? Because I know there's so many people, especially women that really want to, you know, have that freedom of, being a mompreneur, as they say, right, mm -hmm. of being able to, to be present in the life of their families and, um, you know, creating a side hustle that eventually turns into a full-time hustle. Uh, mm -hmm. So what are some tips on the business side of things for people who are just starting off? I would say, number one, find something you're passionate about. Everyone says it, but it's so true. Yeah, you for just, sure. You have to do something that you can incorporate into your life. Like for me, like I said, health is so big that it's easy for me to bring it into my life. You know, it's easy for me to share. It's easy for me to talk about. Yes, of course, there's research that I've done in the past and I need to continue to do and I do continue to do. But it's just, I, I'm living the walk. You know, I'm living the life of what I teach and walking the walk, I guess you would say. And it's, just, it's so important because people will look at you for your advice and no matter what it is if you're selling jewelry if you're selling fashion they'll look at you to see if you're showing what you're talking about because if you know you you can't sell fashion when you look like a slob you can't, you can't sell health when you're unhealthy yourself so yeah exactly just, you have to you have to be passionate about it because otherwise it shows mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. definitely I would say the number one, and then it's easier to incorporate it. Yes, again, there's the sleepless nights, there's stress about all the little things, but just trying to enjoy the moment and again, thinking about your why. Like my why is to help other people feel better about themselves and 
when I hear those stories, when I see the results, it makes me feel better about myself and it's easier to keep going. Most definitely. I fully agree with that. So now that you know that you're in this stage of your journey, right? The journey continues. Mm -hmm. But now that you're in this stage, what are some things that you would tell your younger self? I would definitely say be more confident in you. So I feel growing up, I think because of the eating disorder and everything, I just I lost a lot of confidence. And that's probably one of the reasons I had an eating disorder. I've always been a perfectionist. And so I had to be the best at everything, whether it was my grades, school, how I looked. I just, yeah, whatever sport I was in, I wanted to be number one always mm -hmm. and realize that there's a learning curve. You can't be good at everything. You don't need to be good at everything. And that would be one big one. The other one is let people help you. I am still horrible at asking for help. Um, I'm about to give birth in two weeks and just there's stuff that needs to be put together and moved. And I try to do it all myself and I know I can't. So I've, I've been able to delegate a little bit. I'm working on it, you know, just, yeah. those, this, I mean, in business too, you can't yeah. do everything yourself. I've always been the one I build my own websites. I do my own editing. I, do everything. And it's just, there's a point that you just, you can't, and you have to hire people and they can do it better than you because that's their specialty. So let them. Definitely. And you know, for people who are overachievers like ourselves, it's so tricky. It's so tricky, especially in the beginning to be able to say to someone else, okay, I need your help and I'm right. going to accept your help. It's like, it's a very humbling process. It is. And I'll, I'll be honest that People don't do it as well as you will sometimes, and that's okay. You just have to suck it up and say, a little help is better than nothing. That's what, like, when like my mother yeah. is here helping me with my kids right now, <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know if this is how you do it, and I always say, you know what? A little help is better than nothing. I can't complain <laughs> for you helping, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because, I mean, always keep in mind that uh, when it comes to business and asking for help, it is your vision. It is, like, no one is going to have – that vision bigger than necessarily ourselves, even though they can share it. So just keep that in mind. But that doesn't mean that you can't delegate and you can't outsource um, because it's just going to help that vision grow and expand and reach more people. So there, yeah, there definitely comes a time where you just have to be honest with yourself, make a decision, get a little humble and be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to ask for some help and I'm going to accept it and we'll see where this goes. Right. <laughs> so What's what do you feel like is your biggest intention in your life right now? Because I know you're about to have another child, so that's huge. Um, but what do you feel is your biggest intention in life? I would say really just to keep pushing myself. Um, I it's so hard again just to balance life, and I want to continue to help as many people as possible. So really, just I guess spread the word about nutrition as much as possible in the way that people can incorporate it. So that's everything I do is really about other people feeling the best about themselves. And so like I'll do, I do a lot of product reviews and talk about different products and stuff, but it's just, yes, it's nice to get paid of course, but my intention is to make it easier for other people to fall into the path of health, you know, fall into that lifestyle and, 
food on the go, you know, making easy meals at home, all that kind of stuff, incorporating fitness into your life. All of that is super important to me because I'm busy and I know without that, I couldn't always make it work. And I know other people feel the same way. Definitely. And so when it comes to the mindset side of things, it's so important to, like you said, you know, it's not just about um, your body and like, you know, health isn't just like a a one element kind of thing. It's holistic health. It, it incorporates so many different elements. And when it comes to the mindset side of things, you know, overcoming something like an eating disorder is something um, extremely challenging. And I myself, I haven't passed through an eating disorder, but if, if you know, since we're being vulnerable, I do suffer from uh, depression. And actually, I recently found out a few years ago that um, I have bipolarity as well, which is essentially like it's manic depression. It basically means that, you know, you do have these episodes of chronic depression, but you also have episodes of like euphoria where you just feel like you're going to take over the world and, ah, you know, so it's been just a really interesting process to learn about myself, but also make mental health a priority as well. Because without that, honey, you can have all the business strategies in the world, but you know, things are going to flop if you don't keep your, your mindset in check. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a fact. So <laughs> what are some things that you did to make sure that you kept the mindset side of things really in check as you were coming out of that, you know, that very difficult situation? I would say it was, it was just focusing on my future. Like again, for me, having kids was huge. And so I really made it a point to focus on that, made it a point to focus on fitness, you know, not so much how I look, but just, again, going on walks. It's like my happy place. Um, at the time, <laughs> at the time I was surfing all the time because I was in San Diego. And so yeah. surfing, just sitting out <laughs> in the water, again, my happy place. Um, now, sometimes I'm super stressed and I know I have a ton to do, but I'll just take my kids on a walk because it's two birds with one stone. So just yeah, everybody's happy. <laughs> yes, enjoying nature. You know, all of that is just cooking even. I love to cook. So that makes me really happy. Seeing other people happy makes me happy. Making sure that you don't do it alone. I would say talking about it. So again, being vulnerable. Um, I had my stillbirth last year, Andy, you know, and that was definitely the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Um, and it was so easy for me to want to crawl in a hole and not talk about it, not see anyone. But the more I talked about it, the more I realized that one, other people have gone through similar situations. Um, maybe not exactly quite the same, but it's just being able to talk about it and see other people say, okay, you've gone through this, so so can I. And that makes me feel good and realize the same. They've gone through it. They've gone, they've gone past this. I can too. You know, it's just being able to lean on other people and realize that you're not alone in your situation. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously last year was such a difficult year for so many people, but especially you, you went through something so oh my goodness, so delicate. And I just have to say, because this is something that I shared with you personally in our messages, but I just, I just want to say it out here. I felt so empowered. Just your courage, your strength, your transparency, the, like just the way that you shared your entire process. And I'm, I'm getting a little emotional here because, you know, sometimes we think that we are just going through the worst of the worst. 
And then we see other people, especially other women, just, you know, really going through it and still deciding to like move forward regardless. And to me, just seeing your entire process, of course, I felt like empathy and I felt a lot of emotions. But even though we didn't talk a lot about it, it really, really helped me through the personal things that I was going through. I was actually going through a lot of just really weird health situations that were really unexpected. They found a lump in my brain. It was just it, last year. Yeah, it last year was crazy. Um, and just I, I bottled these things in. I did not have the courage that you had to share these things on social media. I am now, which is why I have this mm-hmm. podcast called Inner Power. That's what it's all about. But last year was crazy. Like I, I you know, I saw my life flash before my eyes. Yeah. And my whole family is in Puerto Rico. Like, I don't have family here. So um, seeing you post, you know, your entire journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, but then also seeing you overcome that. And now you're about to give birth, you know? And it's just, wow, like what an empowering process. So I just want to say thank you for, for doing that. Because, you know, there's people watching that you might not know, because in that moment, I didn't really tell you anything. Mm -hmm. But your journey and your courage is helping other people, even if you can't really notice it. Well, I I so appreciate that. And again, that's the big reason that I shared, because like I said, it was, I mean, you know, that for the first two months were were horrific. And all I wanted to do was cry. And I knew that I couldn't because... I have three other kids that I have to take care of and mm-hmm. a husband and I just, I needed to keep pushing forward because that's no way to live. You know, it's yeah. being miserable is no way to live. Um, and I just kept telling myself everything happens for a reason, which I know people say, and it's really cliche. And I would say there, there's a happy medium of where you can say that to someone and where you shouldn't say it. A lot of people are like, don't yeah. say that, you know, but this wasn't my first miscarriage my other one was it my other worst one I guess was it 12 weeks which is a lot different than an actual stillbirth um but that was still at that point that was the worst thing I had been through and that was really painful and I just remember feeling so alone you know people like even my really close friends in the very beginning they talked about it a little bit and then they didn't want to say anything and so this time around I've learned whether or not someone else brings it up, sometimes I just need to bring it up. I need to talk about it and let other people know that it's okay for them to talk about it with me or if they're going through a similar situation. You know, just bottling stuff in is never healthy, no matter what it is. I mean, even if you can't, don't want to talk about it in social media, don't. You know, just find one friend. Find a therapist who obviously can't really talk back just so you can vocalize it even if it's writing it down in a journal and then going over it in a couple of weeks, a month, two months, whatever, a year and seeing, wow, look how much I've grown. Look at how this was so harmful and that time in my life and so painful. And yet I overcame it. And this is how I overcame it. And then it lets you, it helps you grow as a person. You know, I'm, my experiences have definitely been hard, but they've taught me so much. And I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't gone through them, you know, and mm-hmm. I want other people to feel the same way. Absolutely. Um, I have a tattoo that it's it's a it's a song, but it basically uh, means destruction breeds creation. So <laughs> um, 
it's it's kind of difficult to swallow, uh, but a lot of times it can be true. It doesn't mean that you need bad things to happen in your life in order to grow. It just right. means that when they do happen, you can turn that into not only a learning situation, but you can use that to catapult you into your truest essence, into just the most authentic expression of who you are and who you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of struggles that I've gone through um, – you know, helped me even find my own purpose. Like I I didn't know who I was until Mm -hmm. these horrific traumatic events happened where, you know, like even your life is at risk and all of a sudden, you know, you, you find the light somehow. It's all about resilience. I feel like resilience is such a key word here, but even when you don't have the strength and you don't want to keep moving forward, all you have to do is take one baby step. You don't have to run the whole mile. Just, just today, just take one little baby step at a time. And eventually there is this kind of compound interest, if you will, of (laughs) all these little baby steps, you know, adding up into this beautiful healing that, you know, one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I can smile again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is. And I, I know I even now, because I'm about to give birth and it's so, I'm still, I'm so anxious and it's so scary because of what I went through last year. Um, and I just say, okay, one day at a time, you know, I just, yeah. this mm-hmm. little milestone. Okay. I made yeah. it through that. Now let's go on to the next one. Okay. Just one more day, one more day, one more doctor's appointment, yeah. one more test, one more, whatever it may be. And and then you look back, you're like, wow, I made it through that. I made it through this. Okay. I, I did, did that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so like you mentioned before, you know, when you were going through your eating disorder, there definitely was kind of like a switch moment where you got those news of like, hey, if you continue, you're not going to be able to have children. And that was like, okay, from here on out, everything's different. In this in, in this particular situation, when you had your miscarriage last year, was it like that? Was there like a switch for you or was it more kind of like progressive? Um, I, I don't know. That's a hard question. I would say maybe a little bit of both. Um, I've had a couple messages from people. I remember one in particular was from someone's mom whose daughter had had a stillbirth too. And I had done, I had done a post. It was after I, I realized I was pregnant with this baby and how hard it was to be pregnant again and how scary and that the journey has totally changed because I love pregnancy. I love being pregnant. You know, I, for the most part, I feel really good. I feel like I kind of like thrive as a pregnant person. You look great. I mean, like I'm obviously everyone, everyone listening to this has to go follow her on Instagram, check her out. We're going to leave all her information, of course, in the description of the podcast. But I mean, you look fantastic, especially when you're pregnant. You do like, you know, you have that glow to you. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I just feel like extra motivated and whatever. But I would say that someone's mom had written me and said, wow, I had no idea because I thought that when my daughter got pregnant again, that she was going to be so excited and so happy. And now I realize how fearful she is and why she feels that way. And it's the mom was saying it's just it's totally changed her outlook and how she deals with her daughter. And I was just thinking, wow, you know, that that really makes me feel good because now that girl is going to have that extra support system. And that's what. I feel like I need, you know, my mom still doesn't really understand, even though I've tried to tell her, um, because she's never dealt with anything like it before. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just that outside perspective of someone showing you what they're going through and saying, wow, you know, that's, 
that made, you know, that made a difference in her life. And so that was really empowering for me to get through it. And just, you know, with my kids, having them deal with it, because obviously they're young. So it's, it's difficult, but just trying to talk about it with them. You know, I think the hardest part initially was them wanting to talk about it and them crying all the time. And then me trying, you know, I wouldn't say I was trying to be overly strong because I realized that I didn't need to be that when I feel like I cry, I want to cry, I should cry. And that was actually very empowering and very freeing just to let go of my emotion and realize it's not my fault. You know, this stuff happens. It's out of my control. And I can't think just because one bad thing happened to me that my life is ruined or that this is going to keep happening. You know, I just, I need to think about the positive because if I would have, if that baby would have survived, I wouldn't be pregnant right now with this baby, you know? And even though I'll never forget what happened, I'll never forget that child. I need to enjoy my new one, you know? So it's just everything in life, you know, you lose a job, it sucks. And you think, okay, that was my dream job. What am I going to do now? Where am I going in life? You know, I have all these bills. I have this and that. And then all of a sudden, a new job comes along that you would have never even thought about taking had you still had your old one. And then fast forward three years down the line, and you're making three times the money. You're totally enjoying yourself. You're free. You're not as stressed. And you think, wow, if I didn't lose that job back then, and I didn't feel like total crap, then I wouldn't be feeling so great right now. So, yeah. Oof, that just brings, I mean, that brings up so many memories of like my own life. Um, it's it's kind of, it's. It, it, I'm still in the process of like being more open and like sharing things little by little. Mm-hmm. But um, a few years ago, uh, I went through, I guess, my own version of rock bottom. Just a lot of crazy things were happening. There was Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico and just like a bunch of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But really the hardest one of them, um, I actually got divorced. I was married and I thought that that was the end of the world because I come from a very Christian family. Like everyone's been married forever. My parents have been together for like 30 years. My grandparents for like 50 something. And I just, you know, I didn't know what to do with my life. I didn't know what was next. I really just had no idea. And now looking back, that was literally just the biggest, the hardest, but also the biggest blessing in my entire life. Because without that, I would have never made it to New York. I would have never wanted to be a business coach. I, you know, like I didn't know who I, I didn't know who I was. Like, unfortunately in that rock bottom, I made a decision of, you know what, I'm going to figure out like really what's going to happen with my life. And I may not have all the answers right now, but like, like we were saying before, I'm committed to just putting one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, sometimes we focus so much on the how that we forget about the why, which right. is what you were talking about. And if you just put your entire soul and your just your vision onto that why, your big why, the how a lot of times figures itself out. It does. It kind of you. falls into yeah. place. <laughs> mm-hmm. It definitely comes to you. So, you know, a word of encouragement to anyone who's watching this, um, who's going through their own, you know, hurricanes in their own life, just just keep moving forward. Just really practice resilience and focus on the why, because I promise you, I promise you that even though it feels like the end of the world, it feels like everything is just shattering, 
there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It sounds so corny. Ugh. I used to hate hearing that, but it's just, it's so true, you guys. So please, you know, use us as an example. We've both gone through so many different situations, um, but you and I have both committed to, you know, just, just keep moving forward in that sense. So, hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are about to, I'm just going to ask you the last couple of questions of this interview. But before we do, I just want to acknowledge you, Jess, for the amazing, phenomenal woman that you are. I'm so grateful to have you on this podcast and to have just even just connected with you. It's really awesome. I'm definitely going to continue supporting you and everything that you do. And I encourage everybody listening to this to do the same. Get connected with her. So your Instagram handles are Healthy Fit Fab Moms, mm -hmm. right? And your website is essentially the same.com. Yeah, the same. Correct. Perfect. So trying, all trying of to make it easy. Yeah. Is there any other uh, way that we can connect with you or do you feel like those are kind of the best no, ways? Those, to... those are the best way for sure. You know, I'm yeah. always open to DMs. I love talking with people. I love hearing your stories. I love helping people out where I can. Um, again, that, that's what makes me feel good about myself. You know, I do mm -hmm. nutrition plans. I... I just, I love helping other people and seeing you guys feel better about yourself. So yes. And definitely like really, really check out her blog. Cause she's got a ton of really tasty recipes and just like good little hacks. You know, like she said, she is a holistic uh, practitioner. So, you know, she doesn't just talk about food. She talks about just a spectrum of amazing things that are really going to benefit your life. So get connected with her. And so with that said, last couple of questions. How do you define success? I would say success is, you know, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> That's a hard question. It is a hard question. It, <laughs> would say, it was wake, waking up in the morning and being excited about where you are, you oh, know, um, yes. because a lot of times when, you know, I would say no one ever feels like they make it, whether it's in business, you know, you have on Instagram, you have 20,000 followers. I was like, oh yeah, I would be so happy if I had 20. Oh, I would be so happy if I had 50, I would, whatever. Um, there's always more, you know, there's always more money. There's always a bigger house. There's always uh, whatever yeah. it is, more mm -hmm. popularity, more friends, what, whatever you're doing. Um, but it was just, it's waking up in the morning and being excited about what you have moving forward. You know, I'm, what it can be super simple. Like I'm excited to go on a walk today. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for this blog that I'm publishing, whatever, you know, it could be really small or something huge. And it's just that success because you're never going to feel like you've made it and that it's complete. But if you're happy in the process along the way, that's the most important thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when like that started happening in my life, you know, there, there are moments and we all go through this where just waking up is kind of a drag when you're when you're really going through difficult situations in your life, it can be really difficult even sometimes to get out of bed. But when you wake up, even if you have situations, which we all have, you wake up with that just inner love, inner happiness that's kind of deep rooted. It's not surface level. You know what I'm talking about. Right. It feels so amazing. And you feel it in the mornings, especially like when you get out of bed, you're like, wow, you know what? I might have all these things on my plate, but I'm just so full of gratitude right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making that switch in your life and 
making gratitude a priority, I think is huge. Oh, yes. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have little things to be thankful for. Absolutely. Little, big, all sizes for sure. <laughs> so Jess, what does it mean to you to awaken your inner power? Um, I, hmm, that's another word. I love the tough questions for the end. <laughs> you do love the tough questions. Um, awaken my inner power. Let's yeah. see. I would say just feeling feeling like I empower other people. Again, I know I keep saying it, but that's to me the most important thing. It's not about myself and how I feel, but it's just knowing that I can inspire other people. And especially, I mean, I love inspiring people that I don't know, you know, but inspiring those closest to me, like my children, you know, I want my kids to grow up and think, wow, my mom was really cool. You know, she did all of these things and she helped other people. You know, she tried to make the world a better place. She tried to make other people feel better about themselves. And it wasn't just about her, you know, because I feel like it's easy to be selfish. I know a lot of moms are very selfless, um, but in, you know, it is easy to want to be selfish and do your own thing. And while I think everyone, especially busy people, moms, dog moms, whatever you are, that <laughs> you, have, you have other people to take care of. So you spend a lot of time doing that. The self-care is super, super important too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that healthy balance, but just knowing that I'm making a difference in other people's lives makes me feel really empowered. And you definitely are. So with that being said, Jess, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm so happy that you said yes to this. And I really do hope that everybody listening gets connected with you because you're a phenomenal woman. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what's up ahead for you, for your business, for your entire journey. I'm so excited that you're going to have a baby in two weeks. I'll definitely stay tuned to that. And Thank you. Well, thank you are you so being sweet. On. I really appreciate <laughs> you too. You're amazing. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And of course, check out these show notes to get all the juicy details about this podcast, get connected with Jess, and we will see you back here in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Inner Power Podcast. The show's over, but the growth continues. Visit coachbyandy.com slash gift for free tools and resources that will help you win in business and in life. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave us a five-star review and get connected on Instagram at Miss Andy Rivera. We'll see you back here in the next episode.